This is your last call for my wife, the dietitian. The show is just about to start. Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I'm trying. I can't get my shoe on. Welcome to My Wife, the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. Do you often come home from work without a plan for dinner? Do you make time to grocery shop once a week? Do you use a list when you shop? How many times a year have you vowed to start eating better and end up just eating cereal and pizza for dinner most nights of the week? Tune in to help unlock seven keys to healthy eating. Welcome to my wife, the dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Hi, Rob. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Today we're talking about unlocking the seven keys to healthy eating. Ah, it's it's like the hidden secrets of the universe. Yes. But with eating. Right. Oh, fun. And you know those. You're you're like the, uh, you've got the inside scoop. <laughs> awesome. Well, we realize that this is our 100th episode. Whoa. So there's lots of information through the other episodes that help frame the seven keys to healthy eating that we're going to discuss today. Yeah, there's a little bit of stuff we've talked about, I guess, right? A <laughs> hundred episodes with our regular Monday episodes plus midweek nutrition nuggets. And all together, um, this will be the hundredth one that we've broadcasted and published. Wow, we've been busy. Yeah, it's been fun. It has been fun. I hope everyone else is having fun. <laughs> I think so. That's good. Well, we do know that from our uh, analytics that people tend to listen once and then they follow us and they listen to other episodes. So most of our listeners don't just listen once and leave. They listen once and they, they're committed to listening to more. There you go. You <laughs> guys are that. stuck with us. <laughs> but I really wanted to pause, reflect, and celebrate all of the incredible and valuable information that's been covered on in these 100 episodes, because we've had several guest experts with their perspectives, and it's been incredible information. So I want to partly just honor their voices and review their contributions a little bit, but we are going to delve into the seven keys to healthy eating. We did cover with our guests health and wellness through diet and lifestyle from topics about grocery shopping and certain diseases and conditions, nutrients of concern and supplements. We've delved into diet culture, mindful and intuitive eating plus craving change to help better understand the complex and deep relationship to food and eating. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've covered the gamut. And then there's also been like the really interesting deep stuff, like the nutrigenomics. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Like real science-based stuff that just I, my head kind of spins during those, but it's really, really interesting. Oh, yeah, with Halit Milner. That was really interesting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's so yeah. many different. I didn't realize. I, I remember when we started this, there was people saying, aren't you going to run out of topics? And I thought, I hope not. I, I think there's lots of stuff we can talk about. But now that we're in it, it's it's endless. There's so many different facets of nutrition and health, and uh, and then like the little micro 
facets that we get into. It's so interesting and there's so much to know. And, uh, and yeah, I can't wait to hear about the seven secrets or whatever we're calling it today. Unlock the seven keys to healthy eating. Uh, okay. Well, one of those micro episodes, it reminds me of episode 77 when we were speaking with Jen Hernandez, who plant powered kidneys. Yep. And it was more about kidney disease, but also we covered gourmet salts. And that's kind of a micro topic in a bigger picture. For uh, sure. Yeah. Like everything's related. It is. It's all related. Yeah. Absolutely. We're all going to be experts eventually, right? <laughs> and coming up uh, in the next uh, couple uh, months through the summer, we're going to have um, really interesting discussions with, uh, we have author Vicento Molina, who has written 14 different nutrition books. Becoming Vegetarian is her main book that I have and that I've read, and Becoming Vegan is another one of her books. But she is launching another book called Plant Powered Nutrition, and oh, that's nice. coming out this summer. Oh, that'll be an interesting conversation, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll be really good. I'm I'm super excited. She's kind of like someone that I have been following for my entire career. Oh, really? Yeah, she's the guru of vegetarian nutrition. Oh, amazing! Yeah, well, that'll be that'll be really uh, insightful then. Yeah, I'm super super excited that she agreed to uh, talk with us. We also have Lizzie Briasco, Transition Nutrition. And her focus is retired athletes to help them figure out how to eat more for their bodies and find purpose in life after their sport. So she talks all about being aware of body cues and shifting the mindset instead of like working out for their goals and fueling their body to win the gold. It's more about stepping away from that mindset and how to just support healthy aging and living and moving in a in a way that's not related to sport and their goals as a athlete. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a totally different goal, I guess. You know, like just being healthy versus winning. Yeah, and it's a really cool niche. Yeah, actually. That, it really is. That'll be that'll be pretty interesting talking to her. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really good. And then another one up in August, we're going to be talking to Anne from Nutrafaz. And she's based in France. And we talk all about uh, how weight management research is showing how the tipping point for people to stabilize their weight management is over a year. So that's a really interesting snapshot of what's going on with weight research. Cool. Yeah, lots of neat stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into the seven keys to healthy eating. All let's, right. Let's unlock these. All right, with here our we go. Keys. <laughs> so number one, Rob, would be get ready and plan. So the planning phase. Planning for what? Well, if you are thinking of, you know, delving into healthy eating, because you got to ask yourself, do you often come home from work without a plan for dinner. Always. Well, often. <laughs> often. Some, sometimes. <laughs> well, you work from home. So yeah. <laughs> when you come up to the fr the kitchen, you're like, oh, what are we going to have? And how many times have you vowed to start eating better only to find that life's events or circumstances has kind of thrown you off your schedule and your plan and your goals? Yeah, I'll start next week. <laughs> That's right? right. Yeah, famous last words. <laughs> well, it was about six months ago when we did the SMART goals episode. 
episode 53. Just thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? Yeah, it really is. And more, it's, I guess September is more of a time when people start to, you know, regroup and get back into their routines after having their summer fun and camping and all the different things you do in the summer on your vacations. And you want to like get back into it. So maybe people can like scroll back to this one in September again. But uh, yeah, just like thinking about like, do you make time to grocery shop once a week? Do you use a list when you're grocery shopping? So referring back to episode 78, when we talked to Joni all about grocery shopping and how to eat healthy on a budget. Yeah, exactly. So the the planning, that's, that's the... F- the first step. Yeah. Like, are you eating cereal or frozen pizza every night, night after night? I mean, once in a while, that's okay. But if you're doing that day after day, your diet is likely lacking adequate protein and vegetables and many of those uh, important nutrients. Yeah, for sure. And then also with the planning phase, you ask yourself why, like what's, what's your motivation for change? Like, why are you thinking you want to change things? Like, why do you want to get healthy? Is it something that someone else is pressuring you to do or is it something that you want to do yourself yeah great uh, great point i think that having that deeper understanding of the why really helps and not just with eating but with any goal you have if you understand why you're doing it and what it means to you on a deeper level uh, or in a bigger picture i guess it's really helpful absolutely yeah i like that you said that well thank you i like to say some insightful things sometimes I'm not just the funny sidekick. <laughs> You're so funny, Rob. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. You don't think I'm funny? <laughs> no, I do think you're funny. Oh, you think I'm funny? I think you're very funny. Entertaining. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, number two, get enough protein, more plant-based and less animal-based protein. Why is that? Well, do you remember going back to Protein Pop Quiz episode 47 when we quizzed you all about protein? Uh, Yes, I remember that. Yes. So that's a really good one to look at because there's that uh, happy medium with protein. I think generally the average North American is probably getting too much animal protein and not enough plant-based protein. And remember, what's the difference? Like what are some plant-based protein sources? Legumes is the biggest one. Yes. Uh, Dairy. Uh, no, dairy is animal-based, isn't it? Kinda. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Gosh, you're putting me on the spot again. You always do this with protein, and then I'm like, um, um, well, soy, that's plant-based. Tofu, what? like that's tofu and soy and all that what stuff. What do you put in your cereal? What do I put in my cereal? Uh, oh, nuts and seeds. <laughs> right. Oh, of course. It's funny. I was just thinking <laughs> that this morning, too. That's so funny that I forgot already. That's they right. obviously aren't good for your memory. Uh, Very funny. (laughs) Maybe you haven't been eating enough of them lately. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) And we did interview Scott Fickerson, vegan for runners in episode 48. And we really talked about plant protein, plant-based protein. So that's a good one for people to listen back on to. Mm -hmm. But true or false, Rob? I'm true. (laughs) A high protein, low carbohydrate diet will build muscle. Oh God. Um, I'll say false, but I don't really know why. <laughs> okay. It just sounds false. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. False is is correct. Okay. And now you have to say why. Well, people can go back to Protein Pop Quiz, uh, episode 47, or the Vegan for Runners, episode 48, and look at those because part of it is you need the whole diet. So you need carbs to help with getting enough fiber to get enough of the different elements in plant foods 
Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. It does. It's anytime you're you're low on something and high on something else. It's it's out of balance. Yeah. And yeah, this didn't sound right. Yeah. And then um, this is another one. True or false? A low protein diet may increase risk of osteoporosis. Um, I'm gonna say false again. That's actually true. Oh, I was gonna say true, but then I thought maybe it was a trick question. <laughs> low protein, because I guess you need yeah. For the same reason, you need your carbs, you need your protein for some stuff too, right? Yeah. Do you remember like protein forms structural components in the body, like the muscle tissue and connective tissue, the bones, the teeth, the collagen, like the scars and tendons and ligaments and skin, hair, fingernails. Plus we need the amino acids from protein to form hormones and enzymes. So hormones such as thyroid hormone. Do you remember um, episode 65 with Alicia? Alicia nicely. And that's really important because the thyroid hormone controls the metabolism. So how you're burning energy and how you store fat. And then also um, hormones such as insulin and glucagon. And that's again, how your body uses uh, sugar and how it stores fat. And also amino acids form enzymes. So to help break down our food, like you think of the lactase enzyme that helps to break down lactose sugar. And also our proteins form the components for our immune system, which is really important to keep our body strong. And so the body is continually in a state of breakdown, repair, and maintenance. And if your diet is chronically low in protein, the repair and healing will slow down so we won't have those building blocks. So that's also with the osteoporosis risk. Scientists from Mayo Clinic actually say that the amount of protein you eat when you're young may be an important predictor of your bone density as you get older. Really? So don't skimp out on protein. Hmm. Getting enough is an important strategy for keeping your bones healthy and strong. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say. But <laughs> you're so funny. But then you know what? Too much? Protein is also detrimental. So remember I said it's that balance? The balance. It's always about the balance. Yeah, yeah. Right? It is. And high protein diets, because typically high protein diets are promoting animal protein, animal protein, animal protein. So that actually is linked for risk for high blood pressure and puts you at risk for more, more bone fractures. The study from the Nurses Health Study from Harvard University showed that if women ate more than 95 grams versus less than 68 grams of protein, they had increased risk of bone fractures. So if they were eating red meat five or more times a week, that increased their risk for fractures. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's uh, too much acid, too much protein can build up acid in the body. And then that will force your kidneys to excrete calcium. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So the animal protein, too much can make your body lose calcium and then you're not building that strong bone. And I, I mean, we've, we've talked about this many times in previous episodes. But, but you need enough so that you don't get osteoporosis, but then too much and you lose calcium, which also leads to osteoporosis. Correct. Oh, that's very confusing. <laughs> but that's the, see, the bottom line is getting more plant-based proteins and less animal-based proteins. You know what it reminds me of? This is a complete like off the wall kind of comparison, but it reminds me of um, a hot tub and all the chemicals you put in a hot tub and it's like, oh, you put some of this in and then it's like, oh, I've put too much of that in. Now I got to put some of this in to like lower that other one down. And it's just this crazy 
just adding and subtracting things to get the perfect balance. That is so true. I love that analogy. That's right? awesome. And it, 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 it was so weird shopping for hot tub chemicals because they have like pH up and pH down and like all of these things. I'm like, <laughs> it, it just, we eventually got rid of all that stuff and went to a different <laughs> system because it drove me crazy. But it's kind of like eating, right? It's yeah. like you can't have too much of one thing, but if you eat something, something else, you know, affects everything is in relationship to each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I miss our hot tub. We used to have a hot tub, but no, no longer. Anyways, well, we have other things in life. <laughs> and I think the uh, chemical issue, as you said, was a little bit daunting. Well, yeah, just frustrating. <laughs> it's, and I'm sure people with hot tubs are like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I just wanted to go over one last quiz. It's a mini protein pop quiz because uh, we did that episode of 47 protein pop quiz. Okay. Here we go. So which foods contain the most protein? So one ounce of beef, one whole egg, a protein granola bar, or half a cup of cooked lentils, which is 125 mils. Lentils. Oh my goodness. It was kind of a trick question and you, you, yes. No, I'm, I'm on to you. <laughs> lentils followed by, I would say the granola bar because those, pro, well, it's a protein granola bar, right? Right. They often have quite a bit. And then I'd say the beef because it's only an ounce and then the egg. Wow. That's awesome. I think, I think a lot of times you look and you think beef right away, of course, because that's like protein, 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 beef, beef, beef. You know, mm -hmm. people think animal protein and red meat as a good way to get your protein. But just to demonstrate, half a cup of cooked lentils gives you 10 grams of protein, whereas one ounce of beef gives you seven grams. So if you had a serving of beef, it would be 21 grams because as you said, it's the one ounce of beef. That's not very much. Right, right. But I mean, for a recipe, you could like say a spaghetti sauce, you could actually have a little bit of ground beef and some lentils in there and that thickens the sauce and then you're getting more protein. Right. And right. you're getting your, it's a better balance than having a ton of red meat and no lentils. You could have a little bit of the plant-based protein and a little bit of the animal-based protein. Or just all lentils. Yeah. That's the other option yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and the protein granola bar, as you said, so it depends on the the brand and the type and everything, um, the details, but they're about seven grams of protein to 11 grams of protein right. per bar. And then uh, the whole egg is about six grams of protein. Yeah, usually around six, right? Yeah, and it's from the white of the eggs mainly. Right. So remember the protein during digestion, the body breaks down food proteins into amino acids and then those amino acids are absorbed by the intestines and repackaged to form all those structural proteins, as we mentioned, the muscle tissue, the connective tissue, the bones, teeth, skin, hair, and fingernails, and all the enzymes and the, the hormones and to help building the building blocks for the immune system. Wow. So pretty, pretty key part of the diet, but not enough that we need to have like animal protein three times a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all about the balance again. Absolutely. All right. Number three key to healthy eating is more plant-based foods for the fiber. Yeah, the fiber. We've talked we've talked a lot about fiber 
So. Yeah. And we did a whole episode on beans. Beans are good for your heart. Episode 42. That was a really good one to go back and listen to. Yeah. there's. I think beans are not a main staple in a lot of people's diets yet. And uh, getting some information on it through that episode will be uh, eye-opening and give you some ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And episode 33, we did all about seeds, the poor cousins of nuts. Yeah. Also another another good one. So along with that, watching the added sugars. So if you're going to be eating plant-based foods, you know, if they're packaged, a lot of packaged foods have added sugars and fats and salts, but watching the added sugars is really important. So Nutrition Nuggets 3, we talked all about sugar and all its names. Right. And then Curbing the Cravings for Sweets, episode 25. Yeah, that one's a a really good one about sugar. Yeah, and why we crave those sweet tastes and what to do about it. And it's not just like dessert sweets. I mean, we I think we were mentioning that there's sugar in the processed foods too. And it's not just about eating dessert and pie and cake and brownies and stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right. Number four key to unlock healthy eating is increase your veggie and fruit intake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's like a lifelong message. We learned that in kindergarten, I think. <laughs> that's right. Right. Yeah. I saw that. Remember you had your... Uh, your report, like it was like a book report or a book oh, that, project from like grade four or something? No, that, it was like, well, grade seven maybe. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. I was writing. That's true. Yeah. Very, very neat writing. It was pretty good. It was pretty on point. It was like all about vegetables and fruits and how to include more of them in our diet. And it's funny we'll, because we'll like- We'll put it on Facebook or YouTube or something <laughs> one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's all like done with pencil crayon and you have to have a title page and it's before the world of computers, right? Yeah. Everything's like handwritten and yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. But yeah, the vegetables and fruits is key and an easy rule of thumb would be include a fruit at each meal. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner and vegetables at lunch and dinner and maybe breakfast, you know, like that's, that's, you're getting your five right there. A lot of people have fruit at snack time. So that is good too. And, you know, just increase that, those veggies. So grab a handful of spinach and stick it in your smoothie. And we did You're going to say stick it in your mouth. <laughs> that too. I do that too. And I'm making my sandwich sometimes at lunch. I'll just see it. I'll just grab a handful of spinach and munch on it as I'm making whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And we did Nutrition Nugget 17 was all about homemade smoothies. And we talked a little bit about how to get some veggies and fruits in your smoothies, but also just in your meals and your your soups, your stir fries, your salads, um, just having snacks of, you know, like snap peas and little car- baby carrots or whole big carrots or whatever you like, tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers. So a lot of times in the grocery store, you can get those kind of lunchbox size, smaller um, veggies that you can put in, you know, a a picnic basket or yeah, lunch. Yeah, they're ready to go, kind of easy. Exactly. All cut up and ready to eat. So those are All great. cut up for you. That's yep. right. Because I think that's the thing, that's one of the barriers for people is just the preparation with vegetables and fruits, like the washing and peeling and cutting and, you know, that type of thing. So if they're already done for you and it makes it easy, whatever makes it easier for you to get vegetables and fruits in the diet is a good thing in my books. Yeah, I agree. Same thing with canned and frozen, like just having those on hand so that when you're making soup, add some frozen veggies. And I think a lot of people have a 
mental block about, oh, it tastes, I don't like frozen vegetables. Ooh. But, you know, just try to get over that and just try to add more vegetables into your into your meals because it's good for everybody in the family and it's really healthy for us all to get more of those. There's so many important phytochemicals and antioxidants and fiber and all, you know, vitamins and minerals. So really important. Yeah. I think with the frozen veggies, I remember eating those growing up. And I think if you're just eating it on its own, you notice it. But if it's all mixed in with a sauce or a chili or a, uh, you know, spaghetti sauce or something, you're not going to notice that it's frozen or not. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I think that's uh, an easy way to just add veggies and it's so fast. I love cooking like that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number five is include healthier fats and oils. Mm, right. Okay. So uh, one rule of thumb is fish two times a week. Just really important to include some sort of fish or seafood or shellfish twice a week right. to get those omega-3s that your body needs. And then, um, did we do an episode on fish? Oh, we did one on tuna. We did one on tuna. We did one on fats and oil and all that. We've talked a lot about fish, but maybe not specifically an episode on fish. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, episode 23 is fats, grease, and oil, which is really in-depth, comprehensive episode about all the different types of fats and oils and the saturated fats and the polyunsaturated fats and how our body needs the fats, but we don't want, you know, bad fats as much as we need more good fats. Mm -hmm, exactly. I bet there's a little cartoon out there explaining all that, the good fats and the bad fats. I could see <laughs> someone doing that yeah. as a way to explain it. Right. Yeah. Because we get some, you know, if you think of avocado, that would be you know, uh, it's mother nature's, it's a vegetable or a fruit. We don't know. We did an episode, episode 55 on avocado. When do you think they'll figure that out? <laughs> We're still looking into that. We don't know. It is a fruit. We'll keep you posted. But we use it as a vegetable. Breaking, breaking news. They've just discovered that the avocado is really a fruit. <laughs> Headlines all across so the world. <laughs> that's probably what will happen yeah. i don't know <laughs> or maybe we just did that um walnuts is a good way to get some good healthy fats have you seen the walnut tree hanging over our fence but by the way yeah it's massive is it oh there's walnuts dripping off of it oh. it's crazy i don't know it's, it's huge this year wow everything is just exploding this year yeah it's good it's amazing um, seeds, we did the whole episode on episode 33 on chia, flax, hemp hearts, um, pumpkin seeds, sun sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, all the different seeds, puppy seeds are, that are giving you those really beneficial oils and really important for our skin health, really important for our eye health and to help absorb fat soluble vitamins. Do you remember what they are? Uh, A, E, D and F. <laughs> no, not this vitamin F. <laughs> Honey, do Almost. we have any more vitamin F? I think we've run out. <laughs> it's like fruit. Vitamin, vitamin fruit. F. What am I thinking? Vitamin A, K. Yeah. A D E K. You got yeah. it. A D E K. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You got it. You have been listening. What I wonder why do? there's no vitamin F. <laughs> You're funny. Well, episode 39, we did on fatty liver and that um, we talked a little bit about fats, grease and oil and that. And also episode 38, 10 foods that aren't as healthy as you think. Hmm. Number six on the 
unlock seven keys to healthy eating, we're almost at the end here, is uh, the vitamins and minerals. So the nutrients of concern. What are some nutrients of concern, do you think? Um, nutrients of concern, fiber. Yeah, actually, that wasn't on my list, but yes. That's the one I think about all the time. Yeah. Very it's like concerned. It's like kind of like a, a non-nutrient, but it's something we need that's of concern. You're right. We're right. not getting enough of. But there's some vitamins and minerals in particular that most people don't get enough of in our population. Um, potassium. Yes, that's one. Calcium. We did potassium nutrition nuggets eight. Calcium was episode 18 and Mag also episode 67 when you talked all about calcium supplements. Magnesium. Yes. That's another a, one? Definitely. We covered okay. that too. Vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. Oh yeah, there you go. We get it a lot in the summer if you're out, you know, exposing your skin. Exposing yourself. <laughs> to the sun. Yeah. You're getting your vitamin D. I'm just trying to get some vitamin D. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever used that excuse. <laughs> Mr. Gentleman, uh, you're going to have to come with us, please. It's, uh, that's not okay to do that. You're so funny. And iron, for some, for actually, that's the most common deficiency in the worldwide population is iron. Iron. Yeah. Iron. But a lot of, a lot of people that eat red meat and eat protein foods, like animal protein, are getting iron. But we did a whole episode on uh, iron, episode 56. Right. On other places you can get iron besides red meat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and there's specific ways to eat too. Like if you have a vitamin C rich food with your meal, that will help your body absorb oh, the right. iron yeah. too. Especially the, the non-heme, which the plant-based iron. Right. Right. Yeah. And okay, number seven, we've come to this, uh, the last one or the seven keys to healthy eating. Number seven is water. Yes, or fluids. Fluids, yeah, because you gotta you gotta like allow everything to mix up, and fluids play an important role. That's right. I love the analogy. I think we did with um, was it with Jen Hernandez or Melanie Betts? I think uh, it was kidney, Jen. Okay, yeah. with kidney stones. We talked uh, episode seventy with Melanie Betts, dietitian, all about kidney stones and the importance of fluid. And I liked the analogy of the river flowing and then if it all dries up and there's no water then things can't move you didn't like my analogy about cleaning your gutters <laughs> yeah i did like that too. yeah exactly i thought that was uh but pretty, we can <laughs> pretty good that's right <laughs> we can see it in the summer how everything dries right up eh yeah, oh yeah for sure and stuff doesn't move if uh, there's no liquid that's right and and fluid is so important for our health and our hydration and helping with well, so many functions in our body rely on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, all those seven keys to healthy eating can help start you on a plan to improve your health overall. Let's go over them again. So getting ready and plan. Yep. Planning. With figuring out your mindset and, and your motivation of why you're deciding to embark on improving your eating habits, plus having the tools, like having, you know, grocery shopping weekly and having your list and having a plan for most meals. Yeah. Buying the right foods and that sort of thing, having everything on hand you need. Yeah. Number two is eat enough plant-based proteins. At least half your protein could be plant-based right? and less animal-based protein, but overall getting enough, but not too much. Number three 
help with the fiber intake. So plant-based foods will improve your the amount of fiber. Yeah, the two and three kind of go hand in hand, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, because we do know that there is a kind of overall lack of fiber intake in most people. Right. Number four is increasing the amount of vegetables and fruits in your week. Right, which will also help with the fiber. Yeah, exactly. And give you more fluid too, because a lot of vegetables and fruits have lots of water content. Yeah, that's true. So that helps with hydration. Uh, Number five is healthier fats and oils. So making sure you're getting fish twice a week and aim for getting more seeds and nuts and avocado. That will give you some of those healthier fats and oils. Right. We can also uh, add the, like the hemp and the flax seeds and chia seeds and all that to whatever you're cooking. Exactly. You can ground them down. We we do that in our coffee grinder, so it's it's kind of like I called it dust, but what did you what did you call it? Powder. Uh, powder. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more um, preferable, I guess, to think of it as a powder. If you think of it as food, you don't want to eat dust. Exactly. Yeah. But so anyways. you can just add add that to whatever, and uh, you're getting some extra. Number six is vitamins and minerals. Okay. So trying to include those foods that have the nutrients of concern that we want to make sure we're getting enough potassium and calcium, vitamin D, magnesium, iron. Yeah, perfect. You got to you gotta get all those things, right? And then the final one, keep that river flowing. Keep it flowing, baby. Get enough fluid. Yeah, water, ideally. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there we go. We've unlocked the seven secrets of healthy living or what, what are we, what are we calling this? Unlock seven keys of healthy eating. There we go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's uh, valuable information once again. So uh, yeah, get out and get your plan in place, people, and uh, let's all be healthy together. And congratulations on uh, producing 100 episodes, Rob. Oh, well, thank you. It's quite a feat. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. We've, uh, we've done a lot. We're a good team. Yeah. There we go. Fun, fun. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We really appreciate um, everyone joining us every week. We wouldn't be able to do this if we didn't have people listening. Or and my husband, the podcast editor. That's next year's um, title. Y- yeah, it'll be a spinoff, a sequel. <laughs> that's funny. Right? Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, don't forget to join us on our social media pages. Uh, we're constantly adding new things there. And if you have ideas for what you'd like to see on any of those pages, let us know because we're uh, we're always game to try new things, as I'm sure you've discovered by listening to us. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can join us on our website. Uh, there's blog articles up there all the time, new blogs coming out, uh, plus a plethora of other things on the website. So that's uh, that's a good place to visit. And I think for Wednesday, Rob, for the Nutrition Nuggets, I think let's address some of these questions that are rolling in from listeners. And I just want to basically read the the question and then just talk about the response. We'll just dive into the mailbag. Yeah. Full on. That's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if anyone wants to add to the mailbag before Wednesday, uh, you can email us at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And if we have too many, we can always do another Nutrition Nuggets with the second or third amount of, of um, queries. Exactly. Yeah. Great, uh, great idea. And don't forget to rate and review the show. If you're liking uh, what you're hearing, then uh, let us know through your, through your reviews and, and your ratings. Most podcast players have a, a way to do that. So if you don't mind, that would be helpful for us. 
And yeah, like Sandra said, we'll be back Wednesday with uh, Nutrition Nuggets. So be sure to tune in for that. And in the meantime, have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.